And we're back. Oh. I'm back. There's no way. <laughs> Just me out here ranting on the road. Meant to get back to this earlier, but uh, had a little snow issue. That's it. 100 miles of freeway that we're nothing but solid ice, so you know. No need to be talking to keep myself awake. Plenty of adrenaline going for that. My best work, I guess I do my best work as far as talking goes in the summertime. Relatively. Job is relatively easy. It doesn't require a whole lot of concentration. But I need it the most anyway, you know. It's real easy to get that uh, highway hypnosis. Especially if you're driving nights like I do. I can't, there's nothing to look at, you know, except for what, you're, what you see in your headlights. All you see in your headlights is those lines. So this is what I do. And, uh, start randomly talking about stuff. You've already been aware of that. Last segment there, I just kind of went off on a tangent tonight. But that's what I do. That's what I do. Keeps me awake. And, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll be entertaining. Maybe it won't. I, I don't know. I'm not in the entertainment business. I, I wouldn't know what's entertaining to people. Why would I? But like I said last time, I'm not I'm not in this for I'm not in this for likes, shares. Don't care about that stuff. Never have. Yeah, I, I got rid of my Facebook account. I never used it anyway. And you know, frankly. I don't like anybody that uses my information. No, I mean, uh, I mean, think about it. If you're, if you're on a, one of these social media sites, they know everything about you. And why? Because you, you personally put that information on there. They have it. They think they don't use it, they use it. What do you think Mark Zuckerberg was up in D.C. for? I mean, he... <laughs> Because he used the information. Of course, you know, they were completely hypocritical about it because he did the exact same thing for the Democrats, but that was okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> ah, hypocrisy is my number one pet peeve. It's what really grinds my gears. I hate hypocrisy. And it's not, it's not so much a matter of, yeah, you know, I'm not a hypocrite, I've never been a hypocrite, I've never been a hypocrite, obviously, I've been a hypocrite, you've been a hypocrite, everybody has been a hypocrite at some point. It's human nature. The difference between a hypocrite and someone who's been hypocritical is that a hypocrite doesn't care. Hypocrite is a hypocrite all the time. Anytime it serves their purpose. They've no remorse for it. They don't apologize. They don't care. Some of the people in the media today are almost giving themselves awards for how hypocritical they could be. I mean, it's like a badge of honor for them. I despise it. If I'm ever a hypocrite, oh yeah, I'll tell you what, I will 
I let you know. I won't let it stand. Find some some form of hypocrisy in my life. I have to root it out. I ain't perfect, but you know, I'll admit it. I'll own it. Not gonna, not gonna sit here and be a hypocrite and then turn around the next day and like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm totally not a hypocrite. I won't try. I'm not gonna try to justify it. Excuse it. So many other people do. I'm not gonna do it. And if I see it happening, I'm gonna call them out on it. Right? Because I call myself out on it. That's the way I see it. That's 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 the litmus test. If you're willing to call yourself out on your own BS, you got the right to call other people out on theirs. But you can't do that if you're not willing to not willing to look at your look yourself in the mirror and do the same. I am. So I'm always going to be straight with you. I may not know everything. Not omnipotent. But I'm going to give you the truth as I see it. Every time. I'm not going to tell you what I think you want to hear. It's going to be straight. One thing you can guarantee, one thing I can guarantee you, you're going to get from me. I can't guarantee anything else. Speaking of hypocrisy, man. People take the cake. Mainstream media in our, in our society, they think it's take the cake. They get the crown. Like I said, it, man, I think they actually, I think they actually take pride in it. They must. Because there's no way anyone could be stupid enough to, re to not recognize their own their hypocrisy when it's that massive and that obvious. They know what they're doing. They don't care. That's what makes them a hypocrite. Of course, when you are a media personality and you do that, you also have to know that your credibility is being shot every time. I mean, the mainstream media has no credibility with the vast majority of Americans. So what's the purpose? I've, I've heard some of them actually say something to the effect of we're here to tell people what to think. Well, how are you going to do that if you have no credibility? It's obviously not what they're there for. I mean, sure, they might have their handful of devoted followers that are just brainwashed. They are, but that doesn't... That, that, that's, that, that doesn't... Uh, sway the nation. That's not going to make any kind of major impact over society. So what's the what's their end game here? Why are they doing this? They know nobody's listening to them. They know nobody cares what they have to say. Their credibility shot. If they were really trying to influence the nation, you would think they would, you know, turn it around. Do something, anything to get their credibility back, but they don't. They keep doubling down. So what is the purpose? I don't know. But I can take a few guesses. I say, I'm not going to BS you. If I don't know something, I'll say I don't know. But I take a few guesses. We, 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 we all know that, especially among the, the uh, mainstream media, Politicians and media personalities, they, they're interchangeable. Now, be a media personality, then they'll go work in politics. They'll be a politics, and they'll go work for a media, media company. 
So they're basically all the same people. But they're you know, not trying to influence the majority of viewers, the majority of Americans, because there is no viewership. Then it's possible that they're simply they're simply there. as a means of uh, being, a, uh, being a propagandist arm, right? I wonder, how can, you propaganda, how can you be a propaganda arm of anything if nobody listens to you? That's just that they're hoping that, they're hoping that at some point, if they get their way, everyone else will be censored and they'll be the only voice left. They're certainly on their way. I mean, they, they've got they've got a pretty good monopoly going. I mean, they're not they're not in they're they're, they're not in competition with each other, obviously. So, if they're not in competition with each other, what are they? They're they're a monopoly. They're working together, create a monopoly on their particular platform. Right? So you're not gonna you're, nobody nobody no, no upstarts is gonna come in and can take over, right? That's the all that's the whole idea. Their platform is safe. But there's lots of other platforms. You got the you got the internet. Alright, you got all these platforms the internet. But then again what are what are a lot of these platforms owned by? Well they're owned by other leftists who are in cahoots with those people. And so what they do, they start censoring opinions. Place anyone who gets a little bit too much attention. And you know that's what it's for. It's not a matter of they actually... It's not a matter of that they care about you violating their terms of service, or it's not a matter of them thinking you're wrong. If that were the case, they'd censor everybody. No, no, it's just the ones that get too much attention. They gotta get rid of the ones that get attention. If you're not getting the money, if you're not getting attention, they don't care about you. That pretty much something. That pretty much tells you everything you know about them. You know that they're just there to advance their narrative and crush the the opposing narrative. Right? That's all. That's all they're there for. Well, of course, that didn't stop any. That didn't stop us. You know. Conservative movement just started making their own platforms, right? So then, what's next? You know, we gotta control the internet, right? And neutrality, you gotta control the internet, right? The guys are making it equal. Man. How many, how many atrocities have been committed by mankind over the years under the guise of equality? I've lost track. What does it do with being equal? everything to do with the government having control over content. These, these people, they play a long game. They know that they, they, they know they're not going to win in the short run. They can't. There's too many obstacles, too many variables. Play the long game. why they got to get as much as possible under the control of the government. It doesn't matter that the government isn't under their control yet, because they know eventually it will be. History repeats itself. Always has, always will. They know eventually they will be in control, so they continue to push to get the government to control more things. And even if it seems benign and seems helpful at the time, they know eventually they'll be in power, and they can take those new regula regulations and new oversights and use them for their own advantage. This is why government control over anything is bad. Our founding fathers were genius. They really were. 
okay? I mean, George Washington himself was actually offered a kingship. He turned it down, right? He saw what a monarchy would, could do, what it could be, and what it could do. They understood that even though a monarchy was very effective, very efficient, you know, the king said it, boom, it got done. It's efficient, right? And you think, oh, that's a good thing, right? Yes, if the king is a good person. That's the only time efficient government is a good thing. Here's the problem, folks. Power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, the more efficient the government, the more likely that powerful corrupt people will be able to get done what they want to get done, which is never a good thing for the people. Never. Okay, so if you have a if you have a good you have good people in government in an efficient government, things are good. People are generally content. Right? But that's as good as it gets. Because good people in government recognize their limitations. They limit themselves, they govern themselves. Evil people in government do not. They do not recognize their responsibilities. They do not recognize any limitations. They'll do whatever the hell they please. So when bad people get become in charge of an efficient government, things are horrible for people. It's, one is not equal to the other, folks. There's never going to be this utopia the left seems to think is a possibility. It's never going to happen because people are never going to be perfect. As long as there are no perfect people, there will be no perfect government. There will be no utopia. It's never going to happen. It's reality. Accept it. So our founding fathers created a government where power was spread out as far as possible, or as many people as possible, to make it as inefficient as possible. They weren't stupid. They they didn't they didn't they had no illusions that our government was going to be populated by wonderful, perfect people for the rest of eternity. No. They knew. They knew by personal experience. Government power breeds corruption. So they knew whatever government they decided to create in this new world, it was eventually going to become corrupted. Evil people would seek the reins of power. So how do you prevent evil people from getting the things done that they want to get done that are obviously bad for the people? You make it as hard, as difficult as possible any corrupt person to get anything done because no one person has that much power they were geniuses I'm telling you they knew this they knew this was gonna happen they had no illusions about it that's why I no matter what it sounds like, anytime the government says, we need, to, we need to do something about this, we need to create legislation or rules for this, and no matter how good it sounds, I know, I know it's a bad thing. I will say no every time because no matter how, what your intentions are, the moment it comes under the sphere of influence of the government, Bad people can do bad things with it, and they will. <laughs> this isn't this isn't speculation. It's happened many times. I really stop to think about it. Government has only one purpose. 
But you really break it down. You boil it down to the bare bones. Government has only one purpose. To defend the citizens' rights against threats both foreign and domestic. That's it. That's their only role. That's their only role. That's their only purpose. And yes, it should be their purpose. For those of you who think that no government is a good thing. No, they sh there should be a government in control of police and military. Why? Why? You tell me why? Anyone tell me why? I know why. Because do you know what motivates private militaries? Do you know what motivates private armed forces security? There's only one thing that can promote those. There's only one thing that they can. There's only one thing. It's profit. Government doesn't do it for profit. I know I, I get it. I get it. Private militaries are very efficient. They get things done. Oh, yes, they do. That's not necessarily a good thing, folks. It's not a good thing. Because their bottom line is their bottom line. It's not in their best interests. It's not in the interest of a private military to be at peace. You understand? I know you're 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 all thinking, well, our government sends our troops everywhere all the time. I know. Just imagine how much worse it would be if it was a private military instead of a military controlled by publicly elected officials. Yeah. We'd probably already be cooking under a nuclear cloud, okay? I'm just saying because war is profit for them. They're, they're have, they have no... They have no incentive to keep the peace. Military controlled by a government elected by public elected by the public has an incentive to keep peace. Because that's what the people want. A privately controlled army does not have that incentive. What are you going to do? You have no power over that over that private army. You have no say over its over the people who control it. They're not elected. They have there's no accountability. So yes, yes, military law enforcement. They should be. It must be accountable to the people, and the only way to do that is through a government entity. But that's it. That's the only role that government is supposed to play, period. And yet we, the people, because governments don't take power, people give it to them. We, the people, have become complacent, lazy, apathetic. We hand over responsibilities that we either felt were no longer ours for whatever reasons, or because we thought the government can handle it better, which <laughs> the government can't handle anything better, or because we're just flat out lazy. But we've handed over our responsibilities Responsibilities that were traditionally the citizenry. And handed them over to government. Listen, folks. Responsibility and liberty go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. You hand over your responsibilities to government, you're handing over your liberty as well. 
Alright, just, just, just to give you a tiny example. One of, one of many. Marriage. Did we always, did, did human beings always have to have marriage licenses? No. People just got married. Two people wanted to get married, they got together, they found themselves a, they found themselves a priest or whatever, and they got married. Government had nothing to do with it. It was the responsibility of the people to ensure that everyone, that, that, that it was the responsibility of the people who were getting married to ensure that they were getting married, first of all, to people that were actually compatible, that they were actually going to be able to live their lives with. That's why we had courtship, which now everybody thinks it's old-fashioned, also quaint. No, it had a purpose, people. There was a reason, and it still exists. It's the reason why we had less divorce then than we do now, right? Okay? Figure it out. Put the pieces together. Connect the dots. But because we didn't want to take that responsibility on anymore. No, no, no. We just wanted to go with whatever feels good to it. Oh, but now we've got people that are marrying people for their money and getting divorced and taking everything from them. We gotta get the government involved! Great idea, folks. Great idea. <laughs> so now, if we want, if a person wants to get married, we now have to ask permission from our own government to do so. Listen, folks. If you have to ask permission from your government to do something, that's not a freedom. It's not a right. Are, are you getting the Are you getting the point here, folks? If you have to ask permission, you don't have freedom. Freedom does not require you to ask permission. Now I know. Well, the government never turns anyone down. That's not the point. The point is that they can, anytime they want, they can say no. If someone can tell you no, and you just have to swallow it, you're not a free person, okay? You don't have that freedom if someone can tell you no. If the government can say no, we're not going to let you do that, you don't have freedom. You handed over your freedom to government because you didn't want to take the responsibility of, first of all, making sure the person you're going to marry is a good is a, is the right person for you someone you can actually spend your life with aka courtship and second of all to actually stick with your vows and actually you know have them mean something regardless of how you feel remember i said last time love is not a feeling it's a choice you make regardless of your feelings yeah it's called responsibility, folks. <laughs> oh, pardon me. I get a little passionate about things sometimes. It's one of those things. We've handed responsibility over to the government. And we handed our freedom all with it. Just think of all the things you have to get permits for, licenses for. That never, that, that those things never existed before. You never had to get licenses, never had to get permission. Why? Because the government now controls it. Which means you are no longer free. If the government controls it, you no longer have that freedom. If you bought a piece of land, you actually used to own it, believe it or not. Crazy concept, I know, right? You go out there, you work hard, you earn your money, you buy a piece of property, and voila, it's yours. You can do whatever you want on it. 
Not today. No, not today. Not today. You want to do anything, you have to get permission. That's right. And you still don't even own the property because you're going to pay on it the rest of your life in property taxes. That's just a fancy way of saying you don't actually own the property we do because if you don't pay us, we'll come and take it. How do you own something if you have to pay it, pay for it, and if you don't, somebody can take it? How does that, how do you, how do you own it? You don't. Okay, if you bought something from a bank, you got a loan from a bank, the bank buys the property and lets you live there for a monthly payment, you don't own it. I don't care what they tell you, you don't own it if you're paying for it. And if you stop paying for it, they can take it away from you. You don't own it. You're renting. Now, in the case of buying property, eventually you stop paying the rent and then you supposedly own it. Except you don't. Because now the government owns it and you're paying rent to them. And if you don't, guess who comes and takes it? You see the problem here? You don't have the pro you don't have freedom of property rights. You have no property rights. Folks, you cannot own anything in this country. It's not yours. If the government's taxed it, it's not yours. It's the government's. They've taken it from you and it's not yours anymore. They give you the privilege of using it and call that freedom, but it's not. It's not. And you have to get permission, of course, from the government, who else, to do what? To build anything on your supposedly owned property. Are you kidding me? Folks, wake up. Every, every single time you have to ask the government for permission, you have to get a form, a license, a permit, whatever it is. If you have to involve the government in it in order to do something, you don't have a freedom. Because that because anytime you have to ask permission, it means the government can say no. It doesn't matter that they historically have not said no. It doesn't matter if they don't say no to you today. The point is, is that they can say no anytime they freaking want to. And that is not freedom, folks. That is not freedom. I can't put it any simpler than that. It's not freedom. Either you have the right to do something, or you have to ask permission. There's no in-between there. If you have the right to do something, you have freedom. If you have to ask permission, it's a privilege. The two are completely different. There's no crossover. So it really makes it, it's really hilarious to me that we got these LGBT folks over there claiming that people have a right to marry. No, you don't. And the number one reason why you don't is because the government controls it. If you have to ask permission, it's not a right. It's a privilege that can be denied. Rights cannot be denied. Privileges can be. If the government decides they're not going to give you a marriage license, they've just told you no, and your right doesn't exist. <laughs> Aside from that, though, there's many other reasons why marriage is not a right. Not the number two reason being that a right can never be something you must impose, that you have to impose on someone else in order to accomplish it. Okay? Rights, individual rights, can never trample on anyone else's rights. If they do, that's not a right. Period. End of story. So anything, anything that requires you to have the consent 
of another human being cannot be considered a right because it requires their consent. They must agree to something in order for you to do that thing. Not sure if I'm explaining that right. Okay. If you want to get married, first of all, you got to find someone to marry. Okay, so that person has to consent to marry you in the first place. And then what? You need someone to conduct the ceremony. At the very least, you need two other people to consent to do something for you. If you have the right to marry, that means you could just walk up to anybody and say, you're going to marry me, I have the right. So hell with what you want. And you can walk up to anybody, you're going to perform a marriage ceremony, I don't care if you want to or not. You don't have the right to do that. Nobody does. Right? It's ridiculous on its face. Nobody has the right to just walk up to somebody and tell them you're going to do this. You can't do that. Rights cannot trample on other people's rights. And what is one of the things that, one of the, one of the basic rights that we have in this country is called the right of association. <coughs> it means if I want to do business with you or I want to talk to you or I don't, I have the right to choose. I don't have to do business with you. I don't have to do anything for you. Okay? It's a right of association. I, I, am, I have the right to either associate or refuse to associate with anyone. Now, how do you think that fits in with, how do you think that fits together with the right to marry? I use right in quotes. <laughs> if you have the right to marry, that means you could now force someone to associate with you who doesn't want to. You can now trample on their rights of association because of your quote-unquote right to marry. So no, you don't have a right to marry. First of all, because you have to get permission. Second of all, because it requires the consent of other people. Free speech doesn't require anyone else's consent. All you have to do is speak. It doesn't require anyone else to do anything for you. Just speak. You can do that by yourself. So yes, it's a right. I know, I know. I've heard the argument, so. The Second Amendment right requires someone to say, no, it doesn't, folks, no, it doesn't. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay attention, folks, you gotta pay attention. The Second Amendment does not give you the right to buy or purchase or obtain a weapon. It just gives you the right to bear the weapon. There's nothing in that Second Amendment that tells you you have the right to force someone to give you or sell you or make one for you. Sorry, it doesn't exist. It simply says that if you are able to, simply, well, it doesn't say this, but it, the implication is clear. That if you have a weapon, or if you are able to obtain a weapon, you have the right to bear that weapon. That's what the right is. And that part of that, you don't need anyone else's help for. You don't need anybody else to bear a weapon. <laughs> you don't need anyone else's help for that. You can do that all on your own. You got it, you got it, you got to... You gotta, you gotta understand words, folks. People are, people try to twist them to mean whatever they want to mean. It's not what it means. Like, you know, the whole idea that it, the Second Amendment only applies to militia. Folks, there's a comma. Do you not know what a comma means? <laughs> uh, obviously not English majors there. There's a comma. The comma means we're stopping one train of thought, we're moving. Alright? It's, it's related, but they're two separate things. That's why we separate them with a comma. The right to bear arms shall not be infringed. That's a separate concept from the whole militia concept. They're related, but they're not the exact same thing. They're not all one concept. There's a comma. That's the reason why there's a comma there. <laughs> Sorry, I... I know, I know. I'm out of my mind over here.
Stupid stupidity hurts my brain. It's just I can't. I, I, people make these arguments, and it's just like either you're the stupidest person in the world, or you think I am. I don't know which, but either way, I can't stand it. I see. I've already forgotten what my main point was. Now. <laughs> All right. Liberties and responsibilities. They go hand in hand, folks. That's the point. If you give up your liberty, you give up if you give up, if you give up your responsibility for the sake of convenience, you'll give up your liberty. Because whoever's taking over the responsibility now owns your liberty. You have to ask permission. It means there's a chance someone can say no. Doesn't matter if they have or they haven't historically done that. It just means if they can say no, you don't have the liberty. You have a privilege. You don't have a right. You have a privilege. Okay. And yes, that includes health care. No, you don't have a right to health care. You don't. If every doctor and nurse in the world suddenly decided to quit their jobs, what are, how are you going to fulfill that right? Quote, unquote. Are you going to now have the right to force them to go back to work? Hmm. Sounds like you might be trampling on someone else's rights. Rights do not trample on other people's rights. If they do, they're not a right. You don't have a right to health care. You have a privilege. Because people go to school and they learn and they train and they become doctors. And they offer their services to other people. It's a privilege that's extended to you. It's not a right that you can demand. You need to get, you get it straight, folks. Got to get it straight. Rights can never trample on anyone else's rights. That's, that's the litmus test right there. If you can use that so-called right, if you think you have a right and you can use it to somehow trample on someone else's right, it's not a right. Okay? And yes, that includes discrimination. I know, the ugly D word, right? Man, it's amazing what the left has done to change the definition of words. There's nothing wrong with the word discrimination, okay? Every single human being on the planet discriminates every single day. You know that? Yeah. If you choose one thing over another, you've just discriminated. If, you, if you're choosing people for a basketball team and you choose this guy and not that guy, you just discriminated. <laughs> now, yes, on a moral, ethical level, discriminating against someone based on race... It's not good. But does that mean that does that mean that the government should be involved? Absolutely not. Because we've seen the effects of that now. Anti-discrimination laws are now used actively to trample on the rights of other citizens. Ergo, it's not a right. And the government should have nothing to do with it. Just like the government should have nothing to do with marriage. The government should have nothing to do with your property. Every one of these areas, and many, many more besides, the government takes over, and you lose liberty. Because now you must ask for permission. Now the government can regulate, the government can control, the government can say whether you can do this or whether you can do that. The government can trample on your rights. Because of someone else's made-up rights. You're handing the government the keys to tyranny. And they're using it. Because that's what governments do. Governments never constrain themselves. They never do. It's never happened in the history of humankind. It's not going to happen today. Governments always seek more power, more control. Because that's human nature. And power corrupts.
It was our job, our responsibility, the people. I'm sure you all heard the, the, the phrase, freedom isn't free, right? Well, guess what? S troops aren't the only ones who pay the price. They're not the only ones who pay a price for freedom. Each and every citizen must also pay a price. And it's called vigilance. Eternal vigilance. Every day on God's green earth, you must be vigilant. You are responsible. You and me, we, all of us, are responsible for holding our government and our elected officials accountable. It's our responsibility. And we clearly have failed. Because look at all the liberties we've lost. All the responsibilities we've handed over. And now, well, not just now, but I mean, the government has the power to use that, those responsibilities that you've handed over, the liberties that you've given up, and now can use those things to attack other people's established rights. Don't believe me? Just Google Colorado cake baker, okay? <laughs> prime example of how a government institution violates its, abuses its power to violate the rights of another citizen on behalf of someone else's made-up rights. Again, remember, you don't have the right to marry. It's not a right. It can't be because you cannot force other people to marry you and you cannot force other people to support your marriage or your ceremony, or whatever. You don't have the right to force other people to do squat! Get it through your head, folks! You don't have the right to make anyone do squat! And yet that's exactly what the Colorado state government did to this man. Punished him for exercising his rights, his actual rights. Not just freedom of speech, not just freedom of religion. Freedom of association. Yes, freedom of association includes who you do business with. Ding, ding, ding. What, you thought that just included, I just meant your Facebook friends? No. Association is anyone that you associate with, whether it's for business or pleasure. It doesn't matter. You're associating with people. You have the right to association. Come on. It's not hard to figure out. <coughs> this man did not want to be associated with these people in this particular setting. It's his right. And the government came in and slapped him down. Unfortunately, the Supreme Court upheld him on a technicality. They were too much of a bunch of cowards to actually stand up for the real rights issues. But they may have to again, because now apparently he's under attack again for some, uh, some other contrived thing. Uh, this is what happens when you hand over responsibility to a government. It takes that responsibility and strips your liberty from you with it. <laughs> I'm not the kind of person to go around complaining about things and offering no, no helpful insights or solutions or ideas. Okay, I'm not that kind of guy. I don't like that. I, I hate when people do that. Just complain, complain, complain like, oh, what are you going to do about it? Uh, well, why are you saying anything? If you got, you know, what's the point of sitting there complaining? What's the point of sitting there telling people about this stuff? It's not like we're all, well, I mean, some of us are, but <laughs> we're not all just idiots that are born in a cave or something. We don't know anything that's going on. We know what the problems are. 
We may not always be aware of the, the, the connections and the, and the reasons and all that's why I'm talking to you about this stuff. But yeah. All the list, 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 cataloging the problems does nothing if you don't offer something. It mean, it's meaningless. So I don't do that. I offer a solution. It'll be the same solution every time, but it's still a solution. And it's the truth. Because I'm a straight shooter like that. That's what it is. It's a matter of speaking. What the solution is? The solution is every person getting off their collective butts and speaking the truth everywhere they go. Speak the truth. Live the truth. Because, you know, if you don't live by what you say, then you're a hypocrite and you lose all credibility. Live the truth. Speak the truth. And don't back down. Colorado cake baker ain't backing down. Neither should we. We should always be speaking the truth. Because there's lots of lies going on out there. Okay? What do they say about, what do they say about big lies? You say it often enough, people believe it, right? Well, the only way to counter that is to continue speaking the truth. Only the truth can counter the lie. Alright, cussing at it ain't gonna, ain't gonna change it. Yelling at it ain't gonna change it. Fighting isn't gonna change it. Violence isn't gonna change it. Only the truth can counter a lie. I know there's, there's people on both sides that are calling for hatred and violence. Solution. I pray that our 